All right, it is July 9th, and this is your number one highest-rated Krav Maga podcast, Kravcast. I'm your host, Dwight Henderson, here with... Ken Rickstad. Oh, no, not pre Krav Maga Raleigh. This is Sorry, sometimes is... I just draw a blank. It's all right. <laughs> who, who, who am I? I mean, who, who are any of us? I've been so many people over the years. Yeah. Dude, we, we all understand. I mean, yeah. you just got to yeah. find yourself. I used to be Kenny. Yeah. I'm still adjusting, honestly. <laughs> Five years later, still, still figuring it out. Not nine years later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this week's conference is brought to you by the Brunch Bill. Now you can drunk at 10. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo. That Getting actually. Drunk early. As much as I'm not a fan of brunch, that will really help pass the hour and a half wait to get into a mediocre restaurant Absolutely. every Sunday morning. No, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is in general just in the idea of like these silly restrictions on alcohol. Yeah. I mean, not that I. Not that I think everybody needs to be drinking at 10 a.m., but, like, there doesn't need to be a law about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's exactly what I was going to say. Not that I want to get drunk at 10. Right. But, well, for me, what happens a lot is because I work night shift. Right. If I get off of work Sunday morning, like, sometimes when I get off work off a night shift, I'll have a beer in the morning, but not because... It's like the morning, and I just got up early, and that's the first thing I'm doing. It's because I just got off work. Right, it's the end of your day. Yeah. So, like, but I, like, if I don't have alcohol, I can't buy it. And right. I still can't. Even right. with this brunch bill, I can't. So, right. you, you can't buy it from the store. You can stores, just yeah. get served it at a restaurant. Right. Um, Was it 12 o'clock that you can buy alcohol in the stores? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's probably better for me. That on one level, it's like, uh, it's probably better for me because then I'm not, you know, like whatever. You don't need to drink, and really, I think all the evidence would show that drinking is bad for you on any level. Um, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just fun. It's just, basically, it's, it's just, it's yeah. It's, and also, like I don't know, like nobody stopped me from smoking a cigarette at right. first thing in the morning yeah, on sure. Sunday, and that's arguably worse. Yeah. Um, so I should have the right to buy it. right. A beer on a Sunday morning, if I so choose. I completely um, agree. But I hit a button on my mic, and we made a weird noise. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> right into Krav. Uh, this week in Krav, a man fended off a would-be assaulter. Yeah. With a sword. Yeah. All right. So, um, this is in Chicago, and uh, you know. So there's a software consultant named Mac Dolan, and uh, he lives lives with a friend named John Zerker. So they're in their apartment, and there was a woman crashing on the couch. Anyway, at night, about a week ago, a man broke into the apartment and started assaulting the woman. So I don't know if they knew each other or something like that. Fortunately, six months previously, the two guys, uh, Mac and John, had visited Medieval Times which the article helpfully clarifies as a medieval-themed dinner theater. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, so they visited Medieval Times, and they decided to purchase a giant sword to hang on their wall. And so what uh, Max says is, quote, We hung the sword in the wall equidistant between our bedrooms, so whoever gets there first can use it. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Now, to me— I like the what, fact they, they bought it for self-defense, right. not for, like, a display piece. What this means is they should have bought two swords or maybe even three. Yeah. So it's like a fire extinguisher. Like, you have them every certain number of feet. Yeah, you, you don't can just, never have too many. Right, you don't just put one in the middle of the room and be like, well, that'll, that's the closest to any point. 
but it's also not... Yeah. What if the middle of the room is where the fire starts? Right, yeah. It also means it's not very close to any one particular point, so that's no good. Yeah. Anyway, not to criticize these guys, but, you know, you really Idiots. blew it. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so... Uh, Max said he started yelling at this attacker, but the guy didn't leave until he ran to the wall, grabbed the sword, and chased him out of the apartment. It says Mac did take a swing at the man as he fled, but he ducked, and Mac dented the wooden railing instead. To explain exactly why they bought the sword, the other guy, John, he said, quote, we're Game of Thrones guys. So, would, well, first of all, we're all Game of Thrones guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Unless he meant I'm actually a person from Game of Thrones. I am from Winterfell. <laughs> right. Wait, is that the name? Uh, no. Winterfell is, a, is one of the places. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's just the show's been off the air for over a year. I know. Which is ridiculous. But next week, next week we get, get to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, is that when it comes back? Yeah, next soon? week. Okay. I'm really excited about it. Um, but other than that, um, do you think a $100 broadsword from a Medieval times it would have been equivalent to hitting the guy with a bat, right? Or would it have been like I don't know that it would have cut him, right? Um, I suspect it was not very sharp. Yeah, but if it had some weight to it, it could probably gouge you a little bit. Yeah, um, there'd certainly be some very pointed, like blunt force trauma. <laughs> yeah, some very pointed discussion yeah. of after he hits you with it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, without you know, obviously seeing the sword, I would expect that um, it's probably not something you'd accidentally cut your hand on, like a, you know, like a kitchen knife. But um, but if it has an edge at all, then you could probably chop into somebody a little bit. Yeah, know? he there there is a photo of him with the sword. Yeah, and he looks, I don't know, bemused by it. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, it's a pretty good photo. It's it's excellent. Um, and then if it has a point at all, that can. That can do some damage. Yeah. And, you know, it says he missed the guy and hit his railing. This is why in close quarters you always go stabbing. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, you don't want to swing in close quarters. Because what if you lodge your sword into something? Yeah, you'll just hit the wall or a railing or an obstacle or something like that. Um, So, yeah, always go stabbing. We've learned something new. Yeah, for sure. Is that a real thought process? Yeah. Um, I mean, just, it's sort of like, you, you know, if you're in a narrow hallway, you wouldn't throw a round kick. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. like that. You well, just you work. wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I yeah. only spin. I only send spinning kicks in hallways. Right. Well, so you you would spin a spinning. You would send a spinning back kick, not a spinning heel kick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's how it would work. Um, so yeah, you could do like overhead swings, I guess. But you know, if you had a lot of headroom. Yeah, and you don't want to get lodged in the floor. Right. All right. Well, that's been your fight minute. <laughs> fight theory minute. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's move along. Let's talk about fitness. So uh, this article is not uh, necessarily recent, but it's from a website called sciencealert.com. It is from – well, actually, it is recent. (laughs) It's from the 1st of July. That was like the other day pretty much. (laughs) It's a lifetime Um, ago. The – now, the name of the article, I think – The country was so young then. (laughs) Yeah, so so much younger. Um, The name of the article, I think, is a little misleading, and it's called Why the Calorie is Broken – um, and the article actually really isn't about how the calorie itself as a measurement of potential energy in food is broken because that that is sound, right? It's right. like like the calorie isn't a bad measurement of the energy in food. Right. It's more like the way we use that measurement 
is misleading, I guess is the point of the article. Right. Like that that really what uh they're starting to see is that while you can have two things that are the same amount of calories, um they may not be the same amount of calories once you eat them, I guess. Like like and what I mean by that is like your body won't absorb right or 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 digest as much of it. Um, so the net calories you're taking in would actually be less. Um, or for some things that may be, well, it, it's not, it's necessarily more like, it's not like, Oh, this thing's 200 calories and you eat it. And now when he gets in your body, it's 300, 300 calories. calories more, right. like, more like, Oh, it's 200. <laughs> that cal- would suck though. Yeah. God. More like this thing right here is 200 calories. You eat it, but you're only getting 100 calories of it. And this other thing right. is a hundred, 200 calories, but you're getting all 200 calories. Right. Um, and, uh, and then they they do kind of talk about how like uh like you can go to let's say uh Chipotle's website right. and Chipotle will tell you how many calories is in a burrito bowl based on the ingredients that you put in it but like depending on how heavy-handed your server is sure. or how light-handed they are mm-hmm. you you actually like have a pretty wide range of where you can actually land cal- right. calorically. Um, and, and there's no real way for Chipotle as a business to like do anything about that, first of all. Right. Um, and unless you measured each one of those different foods one at a time, like it's really hard for someone eating there to do the same thing. Sure, yeah. Um, so like they, they talk about like how packaged, unless it's like, you know something that's that's done in a factory where the same amount goes into every package every time. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for a business to say. I mean, they do it, but it's really hard to know if that's actually what you're getting. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it had to do with like because calories out, calories in, still the the number one way to lose weight. I mean, really, it's the only way to lose weight. Right. But um, how do you how you measure those things? Yeah. How is, you measure it exactly. is where the um where all the confusion is. So like. Uh, I guess there are some researchers who are starting to uh, find foods that uh, have a lot of satiety to them, mm-hmm. uh, but but aren't calorically rich. So I think really stuff, it's not stuff that we didn't already know, I guess, like high fiber foods right, make right. you feel fuller, protein makes you feel fuller. And I think with the high fiber stuff, like because of the high fiber, you, you absorb less because we can't digest fiber. Right. Um, in fact, what is her name? Yeah, like one of the the good points I always see about that is like an apple has you know around 100 calories, and a medium sized cookie has around 100 calories. But you probably wouldn't sit down and eat a box of apples. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're good. I'm sure some people go through them that fast, but in general, you're just not gonna like tear through them that much. Remind me when we're done talking about this, we need to talk about apples for like half a second. Okay. Um, Wait, okay. On the podcast or afterwards? No, 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 we should do it on the podcast. Okay, right. I have a crazy revelation. All right. Um, all right. So uh, they were around the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Washington University um, researcher Jeffrey Gordon um, did a look at microbiome being a part of how much yeah. calories you uptake, um, and found that like that can have a big, a big part of it. Like there uh, was a woman who was always. Uh, in in weight, right? She was yeah. she was not overweight. Her she had a daughter that was overweight, 
she got um, C. difficile, and which is like a uh, a bacteria you get right. often. It's an opportunist bacteria. Really, what, ha- what a lot of times happens is you'll be on antibiotics. Antibiotics will kill your microbiome, and then C. difficile moves in, takes space. Okay, it's a really hard uh, infection to get rid of. One of the ways they get rid of it is a fecal transplant. Yeah, so you'll transplant the microbiome of someone else in, and really what that does is the microbiome then flourishes and it kind of chokes out. Takes away all the the nutrition that the C. difficile is living off of, and, and that's how it dies off. Okay. Well, a woman had C. difficile, got a fecal transplant from her daughter who's overweight, and then since then she has not been able to stay. Um, like she became overweight and she hasn't been able to lose the weight. Okay. And yeah. so there's some thought that it may be tied to the microbiome, right. and in terms of how many calories are absorbed. Now, what what they say is promising about that is it's actually like. It's not impossible for you to influence your microbiome okay, and to good. take, I guess, which I would assume would be probiotics, but there there has to be more to it than just, you know, it would have to be really well regulated because unfortunately yeah. probiotics are very poorly regulated right now. Right. Yeah, you can't, you're not just going to eat Activa and yeah, change everything. Yeah, they're more of a, um, right now they're, and also like Activa offers you like, you know, of the, I'm going to say millions, but I could be wrong about that. It was like millions of different bacteria that live in your right. digestive tract. They offer you like five. You know, <laughs> right. So like that's that's really the problem like TV and stuff is they don't offer a, a wide enough range of the bacteria that make up a micro, your okay. microbiome. Um, so like, yeah, yeah, but you're right. You can't just eat Activia. Right. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be more to it than that. And it's going to be live bacteria. Like one of the big problems is something in the industry likes to sell dead bacteria that oh, really okay. doesn't do you any good. Yeah, that's not going to um, help much. <laughs> So, unless unless they're zombie bacteria. Exactly, yeah. And then they eat the brains of other bacteria. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, th- that's kind of like where they're at right now. Like, some... Uh, there's... what What's... I'm trying to find her name. I apologize. Um, I know that there's a researcher... Oh, Roberts. That's her name. Um, where she kind of has... Um, a diet out there that's based around the idea of satiety, like how do we get you to eat foods that are high in satiety but right. low in calories, yeah. so that people can um, kind of live on less calories. Right. You know. Um, so uh, uh, the reason I ended up on this article is uh, somebody was talking about starvation mode and how that's not a real thing. Okay. Um, and that eventually led me to this. But one of the things I saw when I was looking at starvation mode, you know, because uh, a lot of people say, oh, don't eat too few calories because you're going to starvation mode, you'll right. hold on to weight. But that's largely been debunked. In fact, that's been debunked since, like, the 1930s. Okay. And they had um, they had an experiment in Michigan where they fed these guys. Uh, basically, they starved these guys and found that they kept losing weight even, like, they went all the way down to, like, 5% body fat, and they kept losing weight because they were on such a restricted Ouch. diet. Oh, I would have hated um, so they those were, guys like, got paid really well. Uh, I mean, it was... <laughs> Maybe comparatively. So uh, they, uh, yeah, they were looking at like how long, I think the point of it was to look at how long the body can live without, with such little food, like how, what the body will react to. Um, And so really that, like that study, and you see pictures of these guys very um, like atrophied, was like, look, like you, if you ate this really restricted diet, you would definitely lose weight. (laughs) Right. I mean, uh, and I don't think the guys are necessarily, super unhealthy but the point was that like you could eat a restricted diet you're not going to go into starvation mode and stay fat like you're going to lose weight 
Um, maybe it's not the smartest way to do it, but really, there. I, right. I think the point of it was that starvation mode, the the idea of it is bullshit. Okay, uh, right. And that what's probably actually happening is American, like I mean, everybody really has a tendency to to underestimate the amount of food we eat and overestimate the act the amount of activity we yeah, get. Right, for sure. Um, you know, people think they're burning a lot more calories in their daily right. life than they are. Yeah. Or, like, they think they're walking a lot more than they right. are. Right. Like, as uh, inaccurate, for the most part, Fitbits have come to be known to be. I mean, they're not, like, they're just not as accurate as you'd want them to be. Right. They still will, like, you know, like, I like to wear one because there are days, if I'm really lazy, like, there are days even where I don't feel really lazy and I still only get, like, 5,000 steps. And so, yeah. oh, I really need to go for a walk or something. Right. Um, so it actually, like, takes a lot more to reach those kinds of goals than, mm-hmm. than we thought. And then re- recently we talked about an article that said 15,000 steps is what you need right. to get. Yeah. So it's, um, <laughs> I think it's a little more difficult. We we don't move as much as people think we do. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, but anyways, that's pretty much the whole article. Oh, so I wanted to talk to you about... Apples. Apples. Yeah. So uh, have you ever seen someone eat an entire apple like, like yeah, corn, corn my, my dad does that. Does he? Yeah. How does he do that? Does he eat from the sides or from the top or the bottom? I think from the sides. Okay, so apparently, if you eat from start at the top or start at the bottom, yeah, and eat that way, yeah, then there's like a mo like because the you get like the soft exterior mixed with the kind of harder interior of yeah. the core, like the the experience of the core goes away. Apparently, interesting. I'm going to try this. I'll okay. report back next yeah. week. I'm going to eat an apple from the bottom or the top. Next week, Crovcast follow up. One of our famous <laughs> yeah, Crovcast follow up yeah. eats an apple. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let me know how that goes. Because yeah, I know that the core just brute forces to the core. I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. even crazier. Well, you know, he was he's from that previous generation. That's not a bunch of wusses. <laughs> yeah, that's that, right. That I'm always yeah. hearing about. Yeah. I bet his grip is really good too. He adds, yeah, that's right. Only that second one's probably actually true. <laughs> yeah, he just adds nails to his apples to make them right. Yeah, more hardy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, um, I haven't tried it myself. I'm gonna try this. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Intrigued. Excited for your report. You gotta spit out the seeds, apparently. Right. I don't think you want to go for those. Yeah. I guess you could just swallow them, but they poison them. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, like they wouldn't kill you, but right. Okay. You know, I think cyanide comes from... Oh, yeah, right. Apple seeds. Okay. Well, so this is how you're going to build up your tolerance? Yeah, exactly. All right. Just like the Princess Pride. Exactly. <laughs> Small like amounts until I'm no longer... Yeah. Then then I get to become a spy and <laughs> people try to kill me surreptitiously with cyanide. Right, like, and nope, I, not going to happen. I live on. Yeah. Oh, man. This is great. This is exactly what's going to happen. I'm excited about my new life. Probably shouldn't talk about it here. No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll erase this segment. Yeah, good deal. Okay, let's move along. Crocus uh, explains. Yeah, lower back pain. Okay, so... Um, Everyone's right. got it. Raise your hand if you've <laughs> ever had back pain. Okay, everybody, you can put your hands down now. <laughs> yeah, um, all of you. Yeah, so this article, uh, it was posted on Quartz.com. Um, and... Uh, it's about it's about lower back pain and lower back pain therapies and cures, and how, according to this article, most of them are are basically useless, um, which tracks with you know my experience and what I've also you know my 
exposure to the research or whatever. Um, also, like, uh, you've never met someone who's like, oh, I had lower back pain. Everyone right. has yeah, lower right. back pain. That's true. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, the article is pretty, pretty lengthy and it's pretty good, but it kind of covers a couple of major areas like, um, spinal, like, you know, how many people get lower back pain, spinal fusion surgery, chiropractic care, physical therapy, stuff like that, um, medications. And, you know, generally the general conclusion is that you're probably going to get lower back pain. It's probably going to be pretty unclear why it's happening. Even if it looks like there's a cause, um, like people have MRIs with bulging discs and or worn away discs and stuff like that all the time, but they say they feel no pain. So you know most people are apparently walking around with um, with stuff like that, uh, or, or at least a lot of people. Um, so that that spinal fusion surgery, uh, it has a price tag averaging eighty thousand dollars and a success rate of thirty five percent. And even quote successful patients often end up on painkillers two years after the surgery. Now, sometimes it is going to be necessary, traumatic injuries, tumors, stuff like that. But, um, but they, are, they are, in general, not that effective. And despite that, the number of operations is increasing every year, right? Uh, or at least increased every year for about the last 20 years. Um, 61,000 procedures in 1993, 465,000 procedures in 2001. Wow. Right? And, uh, you know, I, I mean... In, I'm in general very much on the side of doctors and surgeons, but if there's an $80,000 surgery, I'll bet they're recommending it fairly often, especially if you're a spinal surgeon, right? Well, I don't think spinal surgeons get a cut of that. I think the hospital takes that money. Okay. Unless they're doing it. Like, I don't, I think the surgery, the surgeon is salaried. Like, okay. I don't think, I, always, they get, I don't think they get a cut of the surgery. I always thought that surgeons, which is pun totally. Ben- <laughs> so I always thought that they, that they did benefit from it because, there's this thing about maybe it's inaccurate about you know surgeons recommending you know more useless expensive surgeries, surgeries yeah because it made them money yeah well you know maybe not useless but not 100 percent necessary mm. anyway I guess we'll never I, find I could out. totally be wrong yeah. I actually I guess I don't know it just I thought they were salaried workers right they well, even if they were salaried if if and they didn't make the hospital money they'll probably get a yeah. raise right um, okay anyway so in a poll. Uh, a 2009 poll, 99 out of 1,000 surgeons were asked if they would elect to have lumbar fusion surgery if it were, rec- if it were recommended to them, and they said absolutely not. That's if it were recommended. Like the surgeons themselves would not do it. Would not have it, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah, so spinal fusion surgery, probably not that helpful. And that would, you know, you'd hope, you'd hope people are only using that in severe instances of severe pain but you know even in the the kind of more general like oh my lower back hurts um again it's really hard to pinpoint that to a specific cause and having a little bit of movement and time is is the thing that's going to make it better um we've we've talked about chiropractic and how that's you know useless and everything in fact we're going to move into that here in a moment it's good for curing deafness but you know yeah um, well once once yeah (laughs) um but so yeah so that's not going to be helpful physical therapy can be helpful, strengthening the muscles and increasing range of motion. Um, some chiropractics, you know, kind of, they kind of move into the physical therapy uh, realm, I guess. I have mixed feelings about that because on one hand, at least they're doing something more useful. On the other hand, I hate to see chiropractics doing anything useful because yeah. then it just normalizes it and makes it more acceptable. Yeah, and then the rest um, of the craziness they do yeah. all of a sudden 
in people's eyes gains validity. Right. Okay, real quick thing. Yes. I was wrong. You Impossible. Were right. You were right. I just wanted to let, let that be out Okay. There. So I guess they just get... Is this like They get directly force? paid by the insurance. <laughs> this unstoppable force meeting and movable object. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's reasonable people. <laughs> well, fortunately... Where I can admit I was wrong. Fortunately, you're reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay. So, yeah. Um, all right. You know, things like manipulation, massages, and heat therapy, they offer short to medium-term relief, but... Um, but that's probably just an endorphin rush. Uh, forceful thrusts that chiropractors apply to the spine push the vertebral joint beyond its natural range of motion. So that is not a good thing. Even though people are like, oh, I just crack my... Like, I think people think of, like, the spine like tinker toys or something. Yeah. Like, like a bunch of interlocking gears, and you really just kind of click them back together. I mean, well, I, that's I, how chiropractors sell it. Yeah. And, like, like oh. I, I, I totally would have bought that, you know, a while ago until I, until I learned better. But. It's like, oh, like... I'll adjust you. We'll put your spine back in alignment. But because, in fact, I remember I did visit a chiropractor once years ago. And I went for one time, and the guy was like, oh, you need to come back. Like, since you're new, you'll need to come back a lot more frequently because your, your spine's going to go out of alignment a lot faster. And then the right. more you do this, the longer it'll stay in alignment, and you can come less frequently. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, I'm not going to do right. that. <laughs> I went to a chiropractor in college for a little bit. I, um, I pulled my back really badly. Like, I had to take painkillers and stuff. But I also went to chiropractors at the, at the time. I was a very credulous person, and it, it, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, it helped a lot. You know, over two months it got better, and I was like, it would have gotten better anyway over two months, especially yeah. with the painkillers. Like yeah. those are awesome, <laughs> or muscle relaxants or whatever. Um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't get better quickly at all. It just, it didn't not help, right? Really? Yeah, yeah, and just it's like, and, and I, I'm sure we talked about this, like. You're doing something. You have something like a lower back injury or like a an illness that will get better over time if you don't make it worse. And then you're also taking some useless therapy, and you think, "Oh, this therapy really helped." Yeah. But it wasn't. You were just. It was just keeping you busy while you got yeah, better. Yeah, like naturally. you were already going to get better then, anyways. Right. You just didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have known that. Right. I mean, right, because you weren't listening to the Crofcast at the time. Exactly. <laughs> but but now there's no excuse. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Um. So. Basically like that. I, I think, I mean, the biggest takeaway to really understand is like lower back pain, back pain in general, but especially lower back pain, is very hard to determine a cost for, tends to go away over time, and benefits from movement. And like, I, I see this a lot in, in training is people are very shy about their lower backs. Like they'll do something like a, an RDL or whatever. And like, oh, I really feel that in my lower back. And I'm like, well, there are muscles there. Yeah. Like. You don't want to hurt yourself, but you can't be afraid of it either. Yeah, those still got to get stronger. Yeah, otherwise they're just going to be um, – then they are going to be really weak, and then you really will get hurt. You know, Like it just, it just doesn't feel good. You know, like when your lower back is sore, it feels like you're hurt. Yeah. Unlike if your quad is sore, right? If your leg is sore, you're like, oh, I worked out. If your lower back is sore, you think I pulled something. But no, yeah. it's just, just deep muscles that, that get worked out. Um, and then you'll be, you'll be much safer from it. Yeah. So, like most things, you can fix it with deadlifts. Exactly. Everything's fixed with deadlifts. I feel like deadlifts, pizza, and naps can fix pretty much anything. Yeah, they're, com they're a hell of a combination. Because yeah. even they can even fix each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, deadlifts can fix pizza. Pizza and naps can fix deadlifts, you know? Yeah. It's, make you yeah. make you rebuild muscle a bit right. stronger. Yeah. Or, like, if, if you do deadlift a little too heavy and actually do hurt yourself a little bit, 
pizza and naps for a little bit. Yeah. You know, for, for a couple days. You'll and be then back you'll on work it. off the pizza with some deadlifts. Yeah. And you just, in light deadlifts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, it's some, it's circular. The but training it's great. trifecta. Yeah. So the circle the of deadlifts pizza. And <laughs> yeah, the train, the ultimate train. I training. feel like we need another graph to go with our bacon optimization curve. Yeah, yeah. Deadlifts pizza this is and naps. All right. We figured it out. And this fits better with your current lifestyle. It does. Because you've really, like, uh, Kinrickstad is no longer synonymous with bacon. It's true, yeah. I think, I think not, you've successfully not. gotten away from that. Yeah, I haven't gotten a bacon novelty gift in a year or two. <laughs> so, so good. That's good. Yeah. Moving in the right direction for right. you, because I knew that's what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're wrong, but I know that's what you. No. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, this moves us into our growing gram, which our growing gram is. Oh my god, actually, are we not done recording yet? No. Oh my no. god. Actually, we haven't been going that long. Okay, our growing gram. Yes, I let's mean, do it. No, we've been going just long enough. That's right. We're both ready to finish. <laughs> exactly the appropriate amount of time. Yeah. It's this is how long other podcasts go, Ken. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, so. Uh, our growing ground this week goes to like the general acceptance of chiropractic medicine. Yeah. And, um, and that's really come about because, uh, the medical, like the FDA, like back when chiropractors were becoming a thing, were just like, ah, oh, just regulate yourselves. Cause oh, they thought God. it would just be like this really niche market that wouldn't matter in the end. They right. thought it was gonna, um, you know, go away and then it didn't. And no. now it's like, like to the point where they need to step in at this yeah. point, and uh, like medical boards need to be regulating that instead of um, instead of their own chiropractic boards because yeah. they sell themselves as being medical doctors. Really, right. is what they do. Not even close. Um, in fact, that's why you get the whole thing. Oh, uh, your doctor treats the symptoms; we treat the 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 illness. Right, which is such you know, crap. Yeah, which is completely bullshit. Yeah, um, and it's it's actually. 180% reversed. Yeah. Because chiropractors treat the symptom. Like your back hurts, they push it around. You're like, oh, that feels better. Yeah. And then it doesn't get better at all. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they try to link every possible illness to the spine. Yeah. Like, oh, your spine's out of alignment. That's why you have pneumonia. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, you know, doctors are giving you, um, what do you take? Penicillin is all you take for pneumonia? Uh, I mean, I think there's different, different stuff. stuff. Yeah. But and then penicillin's not. Not not one of them. Right. And then, yeah, then the alternative medicine people are like, oh, they're just giving you, prescribing you drugs for everything. I'm like, that's because that's what's going to work. Yeah. 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 Um, nobody. Also uh, treating, we talked about this, treating the symptom often is treating the problem. Yeah. Because that's know? the problem. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Band-Aid. Like, when you put a Band-Aid over a cut, like, that treats the whole thing. Yeah. Or like, when you, when you get a fever. Yeah. Like a fever is your body's natural response to, you know, an invader. Like you, you get you get a cold, you have a fever, you take a fever suppressant, yeah, because having a fever is really unpleasant, and you right. don't want too high of a fever, right? Yeah, um, and that means that you get to be less uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and your body gets to keep fighting, yeah, because really there's nothing for anyone to do for you other than make you comfortable, right. so they. All they can do is treat the symptom because your body needs to do the right. needs. Unfortunately, has to do all the fighting itself at that point. Well, they could give you like a spinal adjustment or something. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. I mean, That's there's always that. Yeah. Um, then you can have a broken neck and <laughs> and a cold. Yeah. Uh, there was recently, uh, and I and I would have had the article ready had I known we were going to get into chiropractic talk today. Well, I'm sure we'll get to um, it another time. A chiropractor recently broke a baby's neck. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
uh, really what's going to become, I mean, I'm not saying it, I don't know that it hasn't been happening for years prior, but mm-hmm. recently it's been talked about a lot more. Yeah. And that's people taking their newborns to their chiropractor. Oh my God, I know. It's just insane. And, and the chiropractor's like doing adjustments on little babies. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. And yeah, so a chiropractor recently, I think, killed a kid. Uh, that's just, well, I hope he goes to jail and for a while. He should. That's negligence. Yeah. That's like, in fact, like the, and, the shitty thing's going to be a whole bunch of chiropractors being like, oh, it's not that guy's fault. It's like, yeah, it is. Absolutely, yeah. it's his fault. Yeah, right. There's going to be no, like, um, no change within the industry. You think yeah. self-regulated, this would be a great time for them to look at the practice of chiropractic on babies and say no. Yeah. But they're just going to be like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's not his fault. Yeah. People make mistakes. Like, well, at least that baby will no, never grow up to be vaccinated and get autism. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's what they're going to say. Yeah, which some people think is... A better outcome uh, for some reason, right? Yeah, or at least would seem to think that, judging by their, you know, the yeah. way they react to Gosh. things like autism, right? Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, yeah, and so and yeah, now it's just like, but like anytime people like their backers, like, oh, I'll go see a chiropractor. Yeah, you, know, you hear it all the time. It's just, you know, because I mean, if if you don't know, you just like what you know is, oh, chiropractors fix backs. Yeah. You know? Um, and there's no re- like it'd, I, it'd be like if I wanted a haircut and I went I was like oh I'll go to a barber yeah you know except that they didn't actually cut your hair they just like moved it around a little <laughs> yeah, bit and shuffled your yeah, hair yeah um, yeah really uh, we need like a barber alternative and be like oh the barber just cuts your hair right weed we make it grow hair. in yeah. the way you want it to yeah, yeah. Like, now you'll still need haircuts which we'll provide yeah but they'll be special haircuts yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, going Graham to like the general acceptance of chiropractors, yeah. which really, unfortunately, now that needed to be stamped out when chiropractic medicine started. Yeah. So we're kind of really deep we're in the weeds and getting rid now. of it now is really hard. Yeah. And and it's hard because like when I was a kid, my dad used to go to chiropractor, and I thought, and I it's not like I just knew intrinsically that it was bullshit. I had right. to be told. Yeah. Right. And I had to be told like slowly. Yeah. And. I mean, just like I was we're, never we're super, taking a good five minutes yeah. to, to. I was never yeah. super committed to chiropractors, anyways. Yeah. So when someone was like, "Oh, chiropractic medicine is bullshit," and they kind of point, like, really, it was listening to the skeptics guy, yeah, for and sure. And they kind of talked out why it is. Um, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." And yeah. then like you just go read that right. stuff, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, there it is." Yeah, the um, facade is not very thick. Like yeah. you don't have to go very far to get behind it. But there are people out there who swear by chiropractors, and they're not going to accept any of that. No, that evidence. Yeah. no. So, um, anyways, yeah. all right. Going to accept the chiropractors. Moving sure. along. Yeah. Workshops. Yeah. Uh, so we we have a few things coming up. I feel like we enjoyed a couple days or a couple weeks of sort of like light activity, but that was probably because we just weren't recording as often. Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. We just had a level one workshop uh, yesterday, um, and we've got a level two workshop coming up on the fifteenth. On the twenty second, we have a level five workshop at eleven thirty. Um, also, on, on the 14th, so uh, the, the first Friday coming up from the time of this recording, uh, we have a Krav Maga movie night, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. We're going to watch The Last Dragon. Um, have you seen that movie at all? No. It's so amazing. Did you watch, um, did, were you there when you watched uh, Miami Connection or whatever? It was like years ago. We just watched it at my place. It was like, re- I guess it was not. Reed. It was, I remember Reed Shalva being there. Uh, I think Matt. This was when Matt Raffle was around, and he liked a good bad movie. Okay, I don't think 
Oh man, I almost feel like I Is did, but I don't remember anything ninjas about ninjas and drug dealers movie. I don't remember. That and at and all. there was a rock. Band. Oh wait, I didn't see this. Okay. No, I didn't get see. All right, it. so if we guys talked about it a lot, yeah. If um if Krav Maga movie night goes well, and we have you know a couple more of them. Miami Connection is going to be on there as well. Anyway, um, Last Dragon is this, it's just this phenomenal 1985 black exploitation kung fu movie. Both of the two leads, the two top billed actors, the guy and the girl, go by only one name. So it'd be like if Prince and Madonna were in your movie, okay. except they had no talent and no one had ever heard of them. <laughs> um, it, which, so yeah, the, the main guy's name is Time Mac, and the main girl's name, the, her actual actress name is Vanity. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a stage name. I mean, it's like Madonna or whatever. It's actually exactly like Madonna. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just Madonna Madonna got big. Um, yeah, so it's about Bruce Leroy and his fight against the Shogun of Harlem, Shonuff. Okay. And I, I just can't tell you how great it is. It's like, and it's not so bad it's good. Like, it's a bad movie, but it's not bad like The Room is bad. Like, it's, it's you know, reasonably well made and stuff like that. It's just really bad but fun to watch. Yeah. Stuff like that. Super cheesy. You know, the acting's terrible, all that stuff. But, you know, but it's not a complete disaster like The Room. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Love to see everybody there. Um, you know, it is, it is open to all ages. I, I, I believe the, the movie's PG-13, although it's from 1985. Yeah, so yeah. The, I, there's probably some, some slurs that wouldn't pass for today. But, um, but, uh, but, yeah, but obviously, you know, you're welcome to bring food, drinks, uh, alcohol, stuff like that. Um, if you get too rowdy, then we'll have a room full of Kramaga people to handle it. To handle it, so I think we'll be okay. And yeah, that's that. Great. Yeah, and then our women's self defense workshop at the end of the month. This one, um, Miss North Carolina International is joining us for this one because she has a uh, kind of a self defense advocacy project. So she reached out to us and wanted to to do this together. So um, I was wondering how that came about. I was going to yeah. ask you that. So yeah, Mary and Cassie are handling it. Um, uh, so I'm I'm kind of trying to stay. Stay out of it a little bit. Um, Make it a, you know, women like yeah, a completely exactly. women's right. right thing. Like I just don't want to be like the guy that jumps in on the women's event. Yeah. Like ooh, beauty queen. Well, now I have to get involved. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just kind of staying. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just providing the space. But um, but it would be great if it if it's successful and leads to a good partnership. Does she teach something, or does she just run the group? Uh, I believe she she has like an, an a support group. I don't know if she teaches. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. She'll take one class and start teaching. I'm like, God damn it. Every, <laughs> every time someone tries to pull this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tries to go teach their own self-defense yeah. thing after taking a crop class. Yeah. And she goes and opens a crop and school in Durham. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Like, oh, Not again. again. <laughs> then she Just becomes a fundamental. think I'm out. Comes an ultra-right conservative <laughs> fundamentalist. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, there is a precedent. Yeah. There is. There is. <laughs> Um, okay, that's everything except yeah. for the move. Do you want to talk oh, about yeah. that? Okay, so, um, so first of all, continue to not ask me about the move. Yeah, however, good, good job, guys. We uh, so after I sent out that email, I had a couple people deliberately ask me about it, and I was like, I know you're being funny, but this is not funny. Yeah, I'm being very serious. <laughs> yeah, in that but I, I know I set myself up for that, but still. Um, anyway, uh, so we entered the city approved our plans, which is what was taking forever. Because they would do things like lose stuff, literally. Um, I don't know if I made this analogy, but it would be like if someone tested, and then I wrote the certificates, and then I lost their certificate, and I said, I'm sorry, you have to stay in level one. Yeah. Because I lost your certificate. I mean, you did all the work. You did everything right, but sorry. Yeah. So you that's what it would do. Do it again. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they approved the plans, 
And now we enter like a 30 day appeal period um, where, you know, it's basically just like it kind of sits around to see if anybody complains. Hopefully they won't. Mm -hmm. After that, then we can get our permits and everything. And because we have we don't have much to do, we're we're targeting September 1st. However, I'm just saying targeting. So please don't say, hey, are we moving in September? Whenever we are actually when we have a solid, solid date to move, you'll be very, very well informed. It'll be very clear. It'll probably get pushed back anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to be pretty conservative about, you know, letting you know. It's like a pregnancy announcement, you know. Like if, if I were ever pregnant, I would announce it about six months after the baby was born. Like that would be ideal for yeah. me. Because yeah. I like to be really conservative yeah. <laughs> with stuff like that. And good news, there's a new kid. Yeah, good news. Um, I didn't want to jump the gun here. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that. But, it is, but we did make progress. Like one way or the other, we did move forward. Okay, yeah. good. That's yeah. good. We're getting there. Good. Uh, plan on being in the new place by 2019 at the very latest. At the, yeah, at the very least. Yeah. So, yeah. good deal. All right. That's everything. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we will see you on the mats. Yeah.